This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia on this beautiful summer-like on a fall day Tuesday afternoon. We've got great stuff ahead. We've got a little Lore, or a little Britney Spears talk to get to. We've got an author in that's fantastic for our book club and some fall bugs that you guys kind of put here on the list. I'm curious Oh my what gosh. these fall right, bugs so, you're talking about are. Okay, so when... The black ones with the red spots? Box elders? I, oh. Okay, I live in an association, okay? But we had a change of management mid-year and some some other things that were going on. So th- some things have fallen behind, like doing whatever you need to do well in advance. Spraying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not going to get... So uh, the other day... Was your house covered I with just them? saw one on my ceiling. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't really tell, and I brushed it down with a broom. And then I got home from Boston, and my house faces southwest. I yeah. mean, I'm pure sun. Yeah. All this, I, I can't tell you. No, and I'm, just, I I'm like having a panic attack. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> when I first started dating Bill, my ex-husband, he lived in Minnetonka Beach, and I remember going to his house one time, and I had never seen a box elder bug in my life till I was like 24 years old, ever in my life. They're very ugly. And I go to his house, and all of a sudden there's all these things, and I'm like, what are those? I'm not going to the door. I am not knocking on the door. I'm not going near that door. They freak me out so bad. So here I am, single, paying for someone to do the service, not getting the service done, and thinking, oh, I hate bugs more than life itself. So I, I went and read, you know, you have the spray bottle with a tablespoon of Dawn, and you spray. It's the grossest thing ever. And then I keep reading about how they can get in your house, and yeah. they can... You keep coming in, and then they think in the winter when you turn the heat on, it's summer, you know, come inside. Yeah, yeah. I So I've been panicking, and you can't kill them because they excrete this pheromone. Yeah. That just, we can't smell it, but it attracts gazillion other bugs. Right. So I'm just sitting there, like, with my spray bottle and my little step stool, trying to do everything outside. <laughs> I was so grossed out, and this weekend I'm having some people over to watch the game, and I'm thinking, if it's sunny... I wanted to cancel because I thought I can't have people coming to my house when I have bugs on the doors. I mean, that is just gross. It is, but everybody kind of goes through it. So yeah. it's like oh. everybody is. You're not the only one. Have, uh, do you yeah. have these in St. Paul? Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, when, they, when they are in season, yeah. not every oh. year are they in season. But oh. when they're in season, season they're there. Everybody has them. Yeah. And if you haven't, like my dad sprays for them around our house using a full on industrial 
golf cart with a big sprayer on the back to keep it perfect. You have to do a lot to keep them clean. You so really, nobody's going to judge you for it. Yeah. Well, you, or Carl Blanca's pest control. There you go. Is what I was ready to do. But I pay for a service. and I, So I called them and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Help. You're not the only one, though. Everybody has. These. I didn't this see is... him on my neighbor's house. I just saw him on mine and I'm like, oh, my. Well, you're not inspecting your neighbor's house. I, I was. Nobody's inspecting people's <laughs> houses. I was, Lori, because I thought. Why are they just on my house? Yeah, they're just on your house. But Julia. you would never have to deal with this lady. And then I had one in my hair, so I go to the bathroom and I listen. I'm taking off my shirt to steam <laughs> it because I didn't steam my shirt before I put it on. It was very wrinkly. Uh-huh. And I take off and I listen, this bug just is in my head and it's oh, crawling yes. at me. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. So taking that to what we hear is going to be the most miserable project down and dirty for you and I, according to B. Arthur, our clues... We got another clue today, people. Uh oh. We've heard outdoors. It's the first week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of November. And today we got the word scoop. scoop. And we know it's not the zoo because we already did that. The I'm going to go back to my original guess something to do with Valley Scare, a haunted hayride. That's a good guess. I think it is. It's after Halloween, but like Lori said, Grant, they won't let us ruin their Halloween stuff. Right. So it would be after. So it be the week after. So we're going to be performers of some sort. It's called Halloween Haunt at Valley Scare. Aka Valley People love Fair. this. Yes. Yeah. And we could be, um, you know, Julia, you, you could take the place of Authentically Ashley and you could show people your extraordinary hula hoop skills. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. They also have freak freak show florida oh that fits me perfect okay oh, yeah, that's you graham yeah. um then there's some acrobatic routines Lori, and Lori's there might be so some... good with the round off <laughs> oh yeah so good there's uh you know i don't know colleen can do that because she's a she's a dancer that's right so that's still it's I a mean, good I guess i don't know if we're getting a clue tomorrow we have one more and then on at 8 a.m on thursday morning it will be announced yeah oh we all find out yeah Grant, this will be your first. It's my first one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I and I'm if we're going to stay together like we used to. We're you not. Know? Not this year. But we're, we aren't again. I found that out that we are not that staying so together. Fun. Yeah, because of the COVID situation. So, Lori, do you want to rent a hotel and stay with me? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. I mean, it was a good getaway. That, it was that, so fun. That's that's half the fun of it. I mean, I know. what are the, what are we going to talk about at the reunion show? There won't be any stories, any scandals, any drama. Oh, we can have. We we're going to We're going to. Did you do something with the lamp? That was from the last one. <laughs> that lamp seems cake. so long ago with Donnie. Donnie's bedroom was right through our bedroom. Yeah. I mean, we stayed together. No, we didn't stay together last no, year. No, because we did the radio show. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So for sure we're not. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. I hope I wasn't supposed to break that or not. Well, but, you did. Oh, Whoops. you did, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's I know good. that everybody knows that, but I didn't know if the listeners knew that. So sorry, B. Arthur, if you're listening. Don't, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not That's sorry. That's really right. the way they handle that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? But I wonder what the exciting clue tomorrow will be. All right. So you know, like, unless we're doing right. something, the boo, the Como boo at the zoo, okay. that could involve scooping. Okay. They correct. could have us do light, you know, light animal duties. work. But, and. But they do that, the boo at the zoo. Well, then the only other thing I thought is we're putting on a play that has to do with gossip and we're getting scoop. I went a completely different direction oh. besides the poop scooping. Oh. Acting. Like, I mean, and we would hate that more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. 
I do that. You guys can just hang up behind me and I'll pick up all the Oh, poop. Grant. Oh, this Grant. is yeah. so good yeah. to know. I love it. Donnie 2.0, because yeah, uh-huh. he like the, he, he liked always the liked the too. acting too. And yeah. the singing and the dancing. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, we're ready. Yeah. Well, I love it that we can hide behind Grant. <laughs> we'll have fun. <laughs> well, I'll hide behind you guys, but then I'll just take over all the stuff that you You'll don't want to do. No, I absolutely, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So no one, I, I don't have any other guesses. So I have no idea. I didn't get a chance to listen. I caught a little of Don and Steve this morning, but they, they weren't, weren't talking about it. I didn't hear them talk it. about it either. And we're here when Clean and Bradley are on. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What, what about s- outdoors? I was just thinking that feed, uh, feeding our starving children, but that's indoors. That's mm-hmm. indoors. And that's very that's an ha- afternoon. But there's a lot of scooping, you know. Yeah, I mean, all right, that's good. I don't know. No, that's not no, it, though. I like, where you're, I like where your head's at right now. You got the best guess. Valley Scare. Valley Scare or the Haunted Zubu. Trail Ride or something like that where you have to, you know, come up with your own scary costume and scare people. I wouldn't mind doing that at I all. I can scare people. Yeah. I mean, I, I... I've been scared enough. But B said we would hate it and we would like scaring people. Well, we might have that. to sing and perform, sing a song and scare them or something. Well, that, that will be... That would scare, scare that them. That would scare them. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We're reliable in that area. Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. Who knows? All right. Uh, as long as we're not staging the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, oh. that would be fun, Lori. An outdoor play like that, something Grant, on a Friday you can night. Be, what's his name? Oh, the Tim, the man Tim in the, Curry. The Tim, Tim Curry in okay. the gold underwear, the gold sparkly <laughs> um, male brief. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, the tights. They would try and get um, Steve, Steve or, or, or Jason. Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. They say I this, could be their body double. <laughs> <laughs> you could be their horse. There you go. We need a an equestrian. Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. Thank you. That's there the name of it. Oh there my gosh. That's so funny. All right. Listen, um, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. And for people who like our book club, we're having a repeat author. We've had her on several times, Lisa Jewell from the UK, with her latest book at 3 30, um, the night she disappeared, which is fantastic. But when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. A little Britney, because we are going to be talking about Britney's. Spears. So Sunday night, there was a 90-minute uh, CNN thing on Britney Spears. Yes. Today, Netflix released uh, Britney versus Spears. Okay. that That's new. And then the New York Times had New York Times Presents Controlling Britney Spears. That's so this, the one I watched last night. Okay, that's the one you watched that, that last night. And... Um, so, and you know, her dad is being investigated by the FBI over claims that he secretly monitored her communications and recorded her conversations. Yep. And, well, what did you think of the, the New oh. York Times? Because we already got one, you know, the Britney Spears one. That was a New York Times one. Right. So I don't know if it no, was I, leftover stuff that well, they this put was, in the other documentary. Okay, so I didn't see, I watched the original one last year, but it was so disturbing how many how they systematically um got rid of anybody who could be on her side mm-hmm. anybody who had any affiliate anyone who could be kind to her or would give her love and yet right after they got conservatorship she went back to work she worked non stop for like 8 years yeah non stop and this is a woman who can't be responsible she did a gazillion meet and greets and yeah. they 
it's so disturbing, really. Yeah. I was just disturbed. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I, I, there's really, I mean, there's a lot. And I think that uh, New York Times, when you can stream on Hulu. Yes. Yeah. And then the C and I, I, and I DVR'd one of them and uh, people are really liking um, this Britney versus Spears that dropped on Netflix today. Yes. Okay. Um, because in that one, um, this Rolling Stone reporter who had interviewed Britney Spears like two or three times. Yes. Okay. So she claimed that um, she was involved. Britney reached out to her to meet at a hotel and they met in a bathroom stall to sign paperwork that Britney wanted a new attorney of her choosing Yep. And that got stymied, but they had to do this. Uh, the Rolling Stone, this woman had to, you know, get in to the pool area. I think it was the Beverly Hills Hotel and like, you know, go off in this little side bathroom. And Brittany came in the stall, signed the paperwork. I mean, it's just kind of incredible what we're finding out. Oh. Here's a little bit from Jimmy. And that was morning. shortly thereafter the conservatorship. That's right. So Brittany says she's scratching her head as multiple new unauthorized documentaries are being released this week. She's acknowledging on Instagram she's watched a little bit, but her lawyer's making it clear they're enraged by the claims made in the New York Times documentary that the security firm hired by her dad allegedly mirrored her phone to monitor her and even put an audio recording device in her bedroom. Her attorney saying Jamie Spears engaged in unconscionable invasions of her privacy, and he's now putting that information into the court record in his latest petition, adding to what he says is overwhelming evidence mandating the immediate suspension of Jamie ahead of tomorrow's court hearing. Now, since hearing Brittany herself describe the abusive conservatorship she says she's been trapped in for 13 years in that court hearing back in June, it's generated a lot of bigger picture questions about the nature of these guardianship agreements. And today, a Senate hearing on Capitol Hill will address the need for reform. Mike, so Brittany says... She- okay, so one of the things... And that New York Times thing is called the controlling of Britney Spears. Yes, that documentary. Yeah, and it's on Hulu that I watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things how it starts out, you guys, is it's it shows someone who can't feed herself. Okay, so it starts out with a, a, a helper, someone feeding someone who can't talk, right? Who can't eat, who can't do anything to yeah. show the purpose of a conservatorship, right? It's and for, then uh, almost always somebody that's. Then, older with money or in a tragic accident no brain power you know happening any traumatic yes. brain, something yeah that you're not able to care for yourself so the juxtaposition of that against this girl what girl young woman who's yeah. dancing is doing all this performing mm-hmm. and has to keep doing new albums and keeps doing everything you just sit there like it's criminal what her dad got away with i'm gonna quote Brittany. I am traumatized. My whole family should be in jail. You know, her court hearing is tomorrow. And she doesn't like her sister either. No, Mm -hmm. she does not. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, her attorney, she's really, I'm so happy for her that she's got this powerhouse yeah, attorney. Yeah, right? Um, federal prosecutor Matthew Rosengard, he said in court papers today that this certified public accountant by the name of John Zabel, which is who he and Brittany have selected to be the new conservator okay. be in, of the money and everything, sure. that uh, he's a highly esteemed, nationally recognized, award-winning CPA with an impeccable record of serving in positions of trust. This is in stark contrast, this is her lawyer saying this, to Mr. Spears, a reported alcoholic and gambling addict with zero financial background or experience in financial matters, who's previously filed for bankruptcy and has a domestic violence restraining order currently against him after getting into an altercation with Brittany's oldest son. Okay, so the other thing he would hold over her, his the dad would hold over the daughter is, if you don't... Um, behave and do what I tell you to, you don't get to be with your kids. Yeah. And so she, everything was to get time off to be with her kids. I mean, they worked her hard. And Lori, the thing about this one that you were just telling me about, Something versus Spears, that's on Netflix. Yeah, that just Brittany today, versus Spears, it's called. The Whoever did this, the woman from Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. and she did it with someone else, and she had interviewed her in 2002 for Rolling Stone, 2008, right when this was going down, and tried to help her get a new lawyer, attorney in 2009. Mm-hmm. She said that... Um, she, they interviewed Sam Lufty. He sat down. Now, if you and I were on the air, and I remember us thinking, oh my God, we've got to get that Sam Lufty away from her. The way the PR was positioned, because Jamie had all the control of what stories were going out. Right. We thought he was the worst guy yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. We bought, everyone bought into it, but we really bought into this guy. He's got, get him He's away from her. He's drugging her when right. in fact Jamie was right. probably drugging it's her so, and keeping her. Yeah. And to see how this could happen in our world now, you know, and she would, it's really, it's devastating to think of a young woman's 13 years of someone's life. And she was so positioned as she was such a nutcase and so out there and she couldn't control anything and she had a she had some kind of a breakdown and it was probably tied in with uh postpartum depression and getting split up from kevin right. and he, you know saying i'm gonna take the kids away from you everything i mean it just uh, yeah 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 no it's i hope they change the laws today in court you know and well, I think Congress is having a hearing yeah. about looking at how does something like this happen? How does somebody get stripped of their human rights for more than a decade? How does someone get put into a permanent conservatorship at the age of 27? Right. You it's know? really, it's it makes you sad. Well, it's because, as sickening yeah. as, you know, R, the R. Kelly that that went oh, on as long as it did. 30 years for and some And it people. wasn't until that documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, that he was even arrested. Isn't that, that documentary, The documentarians are... Yeah, they're doing some legal work here for us, wow. people. But yeah, uh, so tomorrow the hearing and um, it's, it's just, um, it's unbelievable. It's just sickening. It is. Well, when we come back, Lisa Jewell, she'll be with us. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Call in London.
All right, guys. Until we get to Lisa Jewell, let's take a look at the My Talk traffic. Did to welcome back to our show, Lisa Jewell, one of our favorite mystery authors, and her latest book, The Night She Disappeared. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hello, you two. How are you both? We are good. Oh, how do you do it? Your 19th book, uh, The Night She Disappeared. We both just tore through the book. It was such a, you know, just a page turner. You are amazing with your imagination. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I've got. I haven't got anything else. It works pretty well for you, though. I would say five million copies of your book sold. Yeah, no kidding. Describe the night she disappeared for people listening. Okay, so, yeah, the night she disappeared is about um, a teenage couple, their parents, Zach and Tallulah, and they meet some posh kids from the local boarding school in their village pub on the date on a Friday night and end up being invited back to a pool party at this massive mansion out in the countryside just outside their village. Um, and they have left their baby at home with Tallulah's mum and they never come home. Um, and then we pick up the action um, a year later when a new teacher has Um, started work at the boarding school in the village and his partner his girlfriend is a detective novelist and while she's exploring the grounds on her first day there she finds a sign nailed to a post with the words dig here scrawled on it and Mm -hmm. she digs and finds something and yeah the cold case comes back to life lisa do you have like when you're you know starting your novels do you know where it's going to go? Like, do you know the do you have ending? an outline? Do you have an ending no. when you start? No. No. So even to the point where I, the only thing I knew when I started writing this novel was that um, a, a, a teenage mother disappears. Somebody finds a sign in the boarding school. The sign says, dig here. And I had assumed, in fact, that when I got to writing the chapter <laughs> where Sophie is the character who finds the dig here sign, that when she dug she would find human remains and actually when i got to writing that chapter i thought i can't put human remains in here because i don't actually know what's happened yet and if i put human remains in here then i'm sort of getting ahead of myself because i don't know if anybody's dead yet so that must <laughs> that's be how, weird. That's how little i know about where the story's going before i write it i only know where it's going while i'm writing it yeah that's so interesting and you know also it was kind of um i i i appreciated the fact that the, the 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 you know the girl and the boy who disappear that they're 19 years old mm-hmm. and i really you know you don't read a lot of books that will have 19 year old protagonists in this way and talking about you know you know going to school and then like t- being with the guy and i mean i appreciated that whole side of the storytelling as well yeah, yeah. I know it's really interesting writing about Zach and Tallulah because they are, it's an interesting age, 19. You're a grown-up, but you're also not a grown-up. And they're parents. Um, and they're parents at a stage in their life when they're not properly formed and they don't know who they are yet and they're still feeling their way through life and trying to work out what sort of person they are. Mm-hmm. But yet, a fun, fundamental fact is they are parents. So there's this sort of thing that grounds them, but everything else that's swirling around them and influencing them and sort of tempting them and what have you... Um, is yeah, changing all the time as it does when you're that age. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to write about them. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we're chatting with New York Times bestselling author. When she was gone was the last book I think we had you on for Lisa Jewell. The night she disappeared is her latest novel. And Lisa, you know, we were doing a little, um, you know, 
background check on you and finding out how did you start? And it sounded like you had, were doing something completely different and on a bet for a free dinner at some of your favorite restaurant way back in the yeah. day, someone challenged you to write three chapters for a novel and it later yeah. came into your debut novel. How did that all happen? Cause maybe, oh, yeah. maybe well, it's around our corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this was amazing because I am, and I think I think people who want to write a book or or yeah or trying to write a book are always quite inspired by the fact that I didn't go to university, I didn't get a degree, um, I didn't work as a journalist. Um, I, yeah, I was actually a secretary at the time that I started writing my first novel. In fact, w- worse than that, not not there's anything wrong with being a secretary, um, but I was actually an out of work secretary. I just lost my job. <laughs> And um, and I was in my mid-twenties and I just had this strange idea that I'd like to write a book. And I just read a Nick Hornby novel that was just one of those really relatable novels. And I just thought, wow, it'd be amazing if a woman could write a book like this. And just in the midst of having all these sort of strange feelings about maybe maybe I could write a book, I had this incredible drunken conversation with a friend on holiday <laughs> um, in, in which I drunkenly told her that I might like to write a novel and she drunkenly made me a bet and we shook hands it was four in the morning and she just yeah she said write three chapters and if you do that I'll take you for dinner to your favorite restaurant and I did write the three chapters and she did take me for dinner to my favorite restaurant but better than that she made me send out those three chapters to some agents because she actually thought they were really good um yeah and so that's how that's how my first novel came about it was quite quite unexpected and and really really quite magical and that I, is cool. I'm, I am thinking that this is a friend now that you sometimes take on holiday with you <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, we are still. You'd be delighted to hear we are still the greatest of friends, and uh, oh, she, she's she's had a very successful career of her own since then. She's now a world famous astrologist. Oh, so um, yeah, yeah. She got she got her just just dessert. Yeah, well, I mean, your books. We do love everything that you write, and I mean, and I think the first time that I read you, like I was at an airport bookstore, and I tend to i love mystery mm-hmm. suspense thrillers that's just my like comfort food in books if you will and that's how i yes. think that we found you and then you know we've had you on a couple times but you just never disappoint with your very intricately twisted stories <laughs> with ends we never see coming Thank you. That's quite, I mean, that's so wonderful to hear. And that's what I aim for. But it's also very pressurizing as well. And yeah, because obviously I'm halfway through another book now. And while it's wonderful to hear all this positive feedback from people who are currently reading The Night She Disappeared, I'm just sort of, I feel like I'm just one bad book away from blowing everything. That's like, you know, Lisa, so many, um, you know, women have started production companies so they could yeah, actresses so they could remain and work in you know their 40s 50s 60s whatever do you i saw that some of your earlier books were made into movies has have your recent books been optioned no i've never had anything made into a oh, movie oh then that's Nothing. a lie on the internet no i think maybe you've seen that some of my earlier books were optioned, optioned. But optioned they never you're got right. made into anything yeah and i've actually currently got seven of my thrillers are under option at the moment um, you're kidding ac- across hollywood and london i've got seven of my thrillers under option um and i'm hoping that that means what that does your astrologist best friend say about <laughs> having eight yeah well that's a really good question <laughs> 
<laughs> I need to go and ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do I have to do? Which, which alignment of the planets do I need for one of these to finally be made into a show? Do you want that, movie? though, as a writer? Is that I'd something? love it. Everybody, but I, I don't. I know lots of different writers um, who write in many different genres, from very serious to, to very romantic genres. And I don't know one writer, one author, who wouldn't love one of their books to be made into a show or a film. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's just this sort of magical other dimension of this sort of, you know, you create this world. You create this whole universe with all these made-up people and made-up settings. And then somebody takes that and, and creates a, a, a visual representation of what was going on in your head. And there's something kind of, yeah, quite incredible about that. And I'd love to experience that. I really would. Yeah, well, we would love if that would ex- if it happen to you too. Because I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, are you like... I'm curious about this. Like, are you friends with other British writers that write suspense novels? Like, I'm thinking of Ruth Ware. Do you guys, uh, is it a small world? It is quite a small world. And you do, I mean, it hasn't happened so much, obviously, over the last couple of years because of COVID. But previous to that, I mean, we were all, we'd always find ourselves in the same places, in the same book festivals, same literary festivals, same library events. Um, we were constantly crossing paths um, and spending time together in the, you know, like catching trains across the country together right. and, and, and having drinks afterwards or staying in hotels together after an event. And you do build up this lovely bond mm-hmm. um, with, with your contemporaries, which is one of the things that they don't tell you about being a writer. They make out as this really solitary existence. And it actually isn't. You do get to meet an awful lot of other writers and, and drink wine with them and, and get to know them. We, and, uh, we love <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hopefully we get to meet you someday, Lisa. Now, we have to ask you, what's the last great book you read or are reading? Oh, the last great book I read, and for me, I'm afraid I'm um, I'm all about the page turner. Oh, sorry, um, particularly because I've turned into such a slow reader. But <laughs> any book that can any book that can get me reading really fast is just like a gift to me. Um, so I've read some brilliant books, but the the book that did it for me um, was the book by Jean Hamps-Corlett, um, who is the author of um, You Should Have Known, which was turned into The Unknowing. The Undoing. The Undoing. Yeah, Yeah, so she wrote the novel that inspired that, and I just read her new novel called The Plot, and I read it in a day. All right, The Plot. Magnificent, yeah. All right, we have to... Grant, are you listening? We're going to get Grant on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my... God, We're with you, page-turning. I mean, your book is page-turner. Yeah, it is so good, The Night She Disappeared. And so, Lisa, is this always common that... um, So does the book, when you're a UK... Author, does it come out first in England and then in the U.S.? It comes like a few months yeah. later. Well, see what happens, and this is it, it, because of the interesting, interesting trajectory of my career in America. Is uh, I kind my first novel was a big hit in the U.K. So I've always been quite a big noise in the U.K. Okay. Whereas in the U.S., my I didn't. I built up so slowly. My profile has built so so slowly. So there was never any rush to publish my books. Um, it was just like I was kind of like Middle East, and and but the, the bigger I've got in 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 the US, um, the more my US publishers want to tie my publication in with the UK publication. Okay. Um, and it's got close. I think it used to be eighteen months apart, and then it was a year, and then this year it was only three months apart. Okay. So okay. we're hoping that that next year it might be um, like might, May when, when the book when, comes when out. When is in, your book coming out? Yeah. So we know. The next uh, well, it, I know it's coming out in the UK on July the 21st. Sorry, right. it'll probably and fall it here. And it would be amazing if it also came out in the US 
um, at the same time. But that hasn't been confirmed yet. But that's the ultimate goal is to... This is what they did with the Paula Hawkins and the Sally Rooney novels. Yes. They do this sort of trans-global um, publication day, um, which makes it into a much bigger sort of fanfare extravaganza type thing. We're ready for your <laughs> and it's extravaganza. Much for, it's much nicer for the American readers as well to yeah. not have to, not yeah, have to wait. How, how do people follow like any book stuff that you do? Do you like them to go to your Insta, Twitter or Facebook or all of the above? Yeah, I'm not great on Twitter. Okay. I always reply to people. So I, I, I chat to people on Twitter. So if anybody wants to write to me on Twitter, I'll always reply. Instagram, I post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Radically, I do a lot of stories. I read all my stories. I reply to people who PM me. Um, but the place where I'm the busiest and the chattiest is my private Facebook page. But I all, always take on new friends on my private Facebook okay. page. Okay, so at Lisa that's Jewel. That's where you get to see the kind of the real me. Okay. And that's just Lisa Jewel and it's got a picture of me. Okay, okay. and you're quite lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Well, listen, Lisa, <laughs> this is always a treat for us. Thank you for your time. And I um, just love the book. So, good. so good. I'm did so not, I'm so glad. Did not see that end coming. You are a devilish woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Very Thank good. you so much. Take care. And we just Thank want, you for having me. Absolutely. We want to let everyone know we do have two books um, to give away. If you give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, we'll get your information. And when we come back, goopity goop, yeah. bloppity blop, boopity yeah. boop. <laughs> Like, did I hear you right? That yeah. we are, if you listen to our app and register to win, you could win tickets to the Eagles this yes. weekend. This weekend, right? Oh, Saturday night. My word! Get on it, people! I totally want to go. Register. Unfortunately, I've, we can't. Yeah, no. But oh. somebody emailed us and had tickets. Lord, stop! Wanted to know if we wanted to buy them. Oh, I thought I, it was when I was gone. Oh, stop. oh no! And I'm like, I, I'm out of town. Otherwise, I'd think about going because this concert has been had like four dates. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. I would die to go. And, and it's what's his name's? Um, you son. know, son. yeah, Henley's son. Yeah. Yep. Or, no, 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 no uh, the hot guy um, that died with the uh, long hair. I can't think of his name right now. I always thought it was Henley, but I'm wrong. No, Don Henley is alive. Right, and well. I know, but he's hot. He was hot. Deacon kind of- Fry. Okay. The Deacon is his name, Fry. Oh. Glenn Fry's son. Glenn Deacon. Fry. Glenn That's Fry. It. When he you was watch the, hot the Eagles hot. documentary, he's oh. the fanny dropper. Yeah, and he did a show with Glenn, his father, Deacon and Glenn, right. did a show up at Grandview Lodge about five or six, maybe seven years ago now. And it was, I was there for that. Was it oh. amazing? It was 
fantastic. Yeah, it and was, he looks very much like his dad. He does. The it's, long hair. With the long hair, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What a got, show. Oh. Well, All right, Julia. we want to give a shout-out to Colleen and Linda in Crystal, Minnesota, and St. Paul, Minnesota, our winners of today's Laurie and Julia Buck Club. You guys are going to love that's, this book. That's right. So you've got something to do this weekend because they ship pretty quick. Out yeah. of here. People getting pretty quick. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. All right. So just we hearing that we're giving away Eagles tickets, I'm dying. No, Julia, I, I'm dying. I really would like to go to the show. Of course, if you want to go to the show, you you can always find a ticket. Yes. You know, I truly believe that. We can. Yes. And twenty four um, hours. Sometimes before. it's not in the same price that we want. Sometimes yeah. it's not in the right seat. Right. There are certain artists though that I really don't care what I pay, and this is one group that I will pay a lot of money to go yeah. see. Are you going yes you oh, are you going. are did you get tickets from way when they first went on sale three yes. years ago yes, or two yes. years oh, ago i always go I'm, every year they come in that this is my because group. people will be turning may have turned back tickets anyway because of vaccination because i think this is a it's, concert is. you have to you be do vaccinated have to vac- yep. proof of vaccination or covid negative test i don't know i believe so yes I, one it's of one of the two for sure I, for sure a covid negative test and a vaccination card mm-hmm. i'm not sure if it's just vaccination because i don't think that the xl has that rule in place purely I think it's based on the artist though yeah, yeah yep. it's based on the other oh, artist okay. yeah because harry styles required vaccination and you had to wear a mask yeah inside that was his thing yep so, yeah, it is sort of artist Oh, my gosh. How exciting, Grant. What night are you going, Friday or Saturday? I'm going Saturday. Cool. So, yep, Saturday will be the night. Can't yeah. wait. I usually yeah. go with my mom every time, so we shall see. It's kind of a, it's been in the works. We'll see if she wants to go, because with everything going on, I don't want to. Are we kind of like your second moms? No, <laughs> you've got a girlfriend. Well, that's not my second mom I'm either. I'm not old enough to be having my I'm just teasing. <laughs> we know Victoria will want to yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, yesterday, Gwyneth Paltrow turned 49, and um, as she does with almost everything she does, she's annoying even at turning 49. <laughs> um, she manages to be annoying. Somehow along the way, in the last few years, she's taken to posing naked on her birthday. Oh, this geez. seems to be... It, look at me, look I mean, at me. There's but, quite a few people who just do this and pretend their underwear and see-through. Yeah, now this one, she was in a bathtub. And, um, you know, I will I will say this. There was a good, juicy story timed with Gwyneth Paltrow's 49th birthday, courtesy of the Daily Beast. And I lost access to it because I started reading it and I... Didn't, I didn't pay for okay. that. And I'm like, oh, Lori, you've got to find it. Yeah, so her company, Goop, uh, has three or four different people. The original story is in Business Insider. That's yes. who got the scoop, and then the Daily Beast picked up on it. But um, the lifestyle and wellness brand that Gwyneth Paltrow uh, founded has a retention problem that goes all the way to the top thanks to burnout and low pay, according to four former employees. At least 140 Goop staff members have left the company since September of 2019. 140. How big is the staff even? Well, 250 is what it was in 2019. Wow. Wow. But here's who left. Um, the chief financial officer, mm-hmm. the chief revenue officer, the chief technology officer, <laughs> and the chief content officer. All the biggies. That's all the biggies. Ones. Yeah. Okay, they've all left the company in the last two years with 
little transparency behind their departure. Um, people basically feel that Goop underpays everybody, regardless of your position, um, like by as much as 40%. Yikes. And they try. And um, what the supervisors do with people hiring people at such lower salaries is they go, well, you're going to get a 40% discount of all of Goop product, which, okay, you can get 40% off too if you work at Hermes and, you know, sure, sure, Fendi, sure. But you're right. still, that's you still $800, right, you know? right. And then also free products to make up for the disparity. People need cash. And people want cash. That that's right. Free, free jade balls don't pay rent. Um, but people were even leaving during the pandemic because they can't take the atmosphere. Apparently, uh, Gwyneth has a habit of making favorites out of mm. people mm. and then souring on the favorites rather quickly and gets new pe- people that are favorites. And um, anyway, it's a very stressful work culture. And she is a very magnetic leader, but also quickly turns on you. So. It's a skill set to run a business like that. You know, so you yeah, need... you're the good CEO. Well, but whatever. But no, but you, you are a you good CEO. I a... am a horrible I know CEO. You, I would be horrible. you have to be able to get along with all different walks. That's right. And um, so, encourage yeah. them. <laughs> and yeah. also. But all the executive level, the four top executive people all left. Wow. And it's people have a burnout there because of course. I canceled finally my goop. Thing. I, I'm sick. Of, I unfollowed them. Yeah. I'm just sick of sending. I don't want your crap in my mailbox anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of how they were trying to make up for the pay disparity is yeah. giving 40% off sure. the products, which her stuff is so overpriced. It that's, is. She's goop still making money. Yeah. And then getting free products. How many exploding uh, candles that smell like your vagina do you need? Well, especially, <laughs> honey, honey, we didn't, we can't make rent, but we've got candles that smell like my boss's vag. Yeah. That, that's gonna come on. Well, yeah. that's she really does, Grant. She had candles eau de vag. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. And then they don't. No, he's that's learning true. some new things. This candle <laughs> smells like my vagina. Oh, I just got. I mean, wait, that's a that's a. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> exactly. I will it's say, a though, move. I'm happy for Gwyneth that she's with a guy who adores her. I agree. I love he this. Adores her, but he did this long Instagram post, and I just burst out laughing at the very end of it when he says, you know, today is Gwyneth's birthday, but when she notices something, she acts. <laughs> oh, like that, that she, that's a weird, she noticed something from down below and acted on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a weird yeah. compliment. It was this very effusive, lovely, but I just thought, oh, yeah, she creates products when she notices things. Yeah, he looks young. He's 50 years old, but he looks like oh, he's, he's good looking. He's, he's good looking. He's, he's, he's a, like Greek or Italian, or yeah. he's got something in him. He produces um, shows with Ryan Murphy. Yeah. He did Glee. He's, he's done. And they both were, you know, married when they met and fell in love on the Glee set. Oh. Just to little, know that. A little bit of uh, straying yes. away. Yes, there was uh, overlap, messy overlap right there. <laughs> All right, we'll be back.